What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another amazing episode of Dinner for Breakfast. I am your host, Bailey. My Wes and James, boys, high energy. It's a Sunday. Lions sure just is. finished the season, twelve and five. It's a good day to be a Michigan Gander today. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know how about you. What are you? How are you guys feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. It's also a good day to be a Michigander because U of M is playing Washington tomorrow for Ooh. national playoffs. Well, yeah, boo, I know. Listen, man, I also bleed green, but at the end of the day, oh, they are from Michigan. I, yeah, you know, know. they're not playing mm-hmm. each other. Then. Nope, nope. Yeah, I don't subscribe not to that State. whatsoever. I don't subscribe That's to that. That's crazy. If, if, it's a, if it's a rival, dude, I don't support you. It's fucking wild that you're that oh, combative about know. it. It's so yeah, crazy I, to me. It's any rival, dude. I, I can't, can't just, support like, a rival. You just like can't be happy for it. Him. Takes away. It takes away from. The, I'll say congratulations, <laughs> it, but that's. It doesn't make you. It doesn't make you less of a fan of MSU. If you no, like it takes away from the rivalry. Also, no, it takes away from the rivalry. Oh, to where right. it's not. I don't think so. <sighs> Some people are bred I, fucking different. I also don't really care that much about football. So you guys <laughs> so even know where like, the real rivalry there started. It had nothing to do with football at the beginning I'm of sure. it. I got no clue. <laughs> West, well, hey, James up, went to MSU. He, yeah, well, you it's can true. double, you know, you do your own research. It's basically what it boiled down to is like way, 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 way back in the day when things were still being new and established. The U of M didn't want MSU to be like, I think, an accredited school or something because they were like agricultural school. Oh, sure. So like they didn't want them to basically... I don't know the finer details, but they basically didn't want them to be like either accredited or something to put them at like, you know, like public university level. They didn't want it to be like a true right, right. recognized Michigan, organization or something like that. Michigan didn't want MSU for that. Is that yeah, what I did you say? I believe. Yeah, I dude. Believe and just that's like what that, it was. just like that. <laughs> U of M's a bunch of pieces of shit, dude. All right, I'll, well, say no. I'll say it, dude. I'll coming say it. Down, coming I'll down say it, hard on them, dude. Jesus it, dude. Christ. And we're leaving it in. And we're leaving it in. But anyways, yeah, enough right. of our sports but talk, boys. This is, how was yeah. everybody's New Year's? How do we bring in the New Year? Wes, how, uh, uh, we'll, bring it, we'll bring it to you. Yeah, because I probably had the least interesting New Year because right before... I can, I can promise you, you did. <laughs> the, week, you. the week before New Year's Eve, I had the stomach flu. And then Saturday morning, like the day before New Year's Eve, I woke up and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I feel great. and can just in time to go to the party tomorrow. And then Heather was like, now I have the stomach flu. So <laughs> we ended up spending our New Year's uh, watching cartoons on the couch and fell asleep on the couch at like 9.30, didn't even watch the ball drop. <laughs> so that was my, that was how I, <laughs> I, was I ranked it, in 2024 uh, sleeping on the couch with a tummy ache. It's great. Yeah, I respect <laughs> it. James and I talked a little about our New Year's, but James, uh, how did uh, everybody uh, take the eggnog? Was it uh, a hit? All right, well, most people... That was the big question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most people don't drink eggnog just on a base level so that, you know... Which is it crazy because it's is. delicious. Yeah, right? True, That's true, what true. I'm yeah, it's like It's like just an unfrozen milkshake. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if a single other person tried the, the eggnog that I brought. We had, two kinds of, we had two kinds of eggnogs. Uh, one was not alcoholed until you alcoholed it yourself, and then the other one was mine. Um, well, sure, it was the good kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. I What's just that, uh, 
Wasn't there like a uh, a bunch of people in the group chat that said yes they would try it too? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what happens when you get to a party is that like you have the people, you have a couple people. Uh, Andrew comes to mind, uh, and you know he shows up no matter what gathering it is. He's like, I got my tequila and I got my Mountain Dew, and that's what he drinks. What a combo. He drinks tequila and Mountain Dew, and that's he's that's a real it gamer every time. Yeah, no, he calls it battery acid or whatever. But uh, people have that's... their set drinks, or we had too many options, or they just don't like eggnog. So not a lot of people tried it, but I'll have you know that I killed that bottle over the next like two days. <laughs> Good lord. We, yeah. Um. I uh I ended up trying it, Wes. I don't know if I told you or not. But, no, you didn't. Uh, how how did you like it? I ended up, uh, I went over there before, uh, actually New Year's Eve, before my yeah. uh, little gathering I went to, or, um, uh, yeah, anyways, the, um, I was gonna make a dumb joke, but probably not best, the, uh, wow. it was, uh, very rum forward, um, I'm not, yeah. I, I could probably <laughs> yeah. end up, like, drinking it, but, uh, if it, like, I just, throughout the night, but, man, just, like, it was just a little too strong for me, but yeah, overall, like the, the uh, taste itself was really yeah. good. That which did surprise me. That, that just is what I expected because I knew like the the flavor of that eggnog is definitely like it's not trying to hide the booze in eggnog; it's trying sure. to make it a part of it. So I was it's like, Bailey might not like it, but like, hey. yeah, but that's also why you use like some super vanilla heavy rum and like. You know, things that had a lot of flavors that would go well with eggnog. You're not, like, making eggnog yep. and then just putting some bottom-shelf booze in it thinking that the eggnog taste will cover it up. No, I actually, I should have used my cheaper bourbon in that, I feel like, because the rum stole the show for the most part. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you could just put rum in it and then, like, I don't know, a splash of Everclear the or whatever. The Cross find. really uh, announced That stuff itself. is very, very, yeah. You yeah. know it's there when you're drinking it. I feel like Bumboo <laughs> is also like that. It's just, like, super strong, like, brown sugar vanilla. Mm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's tasty though. Bumble, Bumble I, know, I thought it was terrible. pretty good, and I'm probably gonna make it again and a larger portion. <laughs> I think if you did, I think maybe a bigger portion, but the same amount of rum. I think it would be better. Just I, uh, as, as okay. rum forward, but other than that, I think it would be pretty good. While I'm thinking of it, I went out with the uh, with some friends yesterday, and I tried this new this beer that I'd never seen before. It's this um, it's called a CEO Stout from Right Brain. Brewery. Oh, okay, yeah. You've had that one before, the CEO? It was, dude, so, so, so good. It tasted just <laughs> like I was drinking a cup of cold brew coffee. Like, it didn't oh, taste really? like beer at all. Yeah, it was great. And it was, like, huh. super light for a stout. It was really nice. The CEO stands huh. for uh, Coffee Espresso Oatmeal. It was oh. quite a quite a fine that beverage. That is figured cool. I'd bring that, that, sounds, that up. That's, I don't... That sounds really good. Yeah, I don't often order stouts like when I go out to a bar or something. It's like not really my drink of choice, well, but I was like if you... I was like I'm just going to have one beer here, so like I might as well get something heavy that I'd like I'm just going to drink slowly. So Yeah. Well, if uh, if everybody remembers from the Christmas episode, was uh that stout was uh only one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah was the, it was the best. Was it maybe what maybe Wes is turning into a stout boy? Oh god, am I a stout guy now? <laughs> you might be hating your stout uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, love, I drink stouts all the time, but I agree with Wes. Like, I'll rarely go out at dinner yeah, right? in tandem with dinner and order one because it's so heavy. There, yeah. A stout is a very good, like, it's later in the evening, you're at home, where you're like, I'm going to have a beer. It's a by itself beer. It doesn't need anything else. Bailey <laughs> and I have matching shirts. That's crazy. I, forgot I, I forgot I was even wearing a bear on mine. Mine's, a, mine's Rogan merch. Mine's Rogan merch. It's Rogan merch. Shout out Joe smart. Rogan. 
same uh, same old Smokey the yeah. Could you imagine? That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, stouts. I forgot. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean. To I don't know. I like time. yeah. Like usually, if I'm going out to the bar, it's like after dinner. We went at I don't know seven o'clock or so, seven thirty probably. By the time I got my beer and sat down and everything, um, so it was like I'd already had dinner, and I'm not like usually. I'll just get like I'll get like a tall two hearted, and that'll be my drink. Mm-hmm. So I'm like going out and I'm like drinking. But I was IPA. last night. Yeah, I, I like the IPAs. <laughs> I do. I really do. But I don't know. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I'm not the big on IPAs. I like a good old M43. That's like my base. M43 is like, nice. I like an M43. I like that. Every time I try to get the strawberry one in the summertime, I they have it on their menu, and they're always like, ooh, we're out. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> strawberry, strawberry M43? Yeah, it's like a seasonal like, a summer thing. beer. Yeah, they come out in the summer. With when, it. So I'm gonna just have to go to Old Nation itself and go to the root. When did we? When did we just start doing every episode of this show as a mixology episode? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about beer a lot. I feel like it was New Year's related. It's yeah. true. That's true. You're right. That's it's what, a we just go down the old snowball effect. That's a know. fair point. Yeah, uh, so you guys both went to the same New Year's party, though? No, no, no we no. went. Bailey, Bailey had his own kind of New Year's thing happening. <laughs> I, well, I heard a little bit. Probably should have went to the other one, but uh, let's hear about it. I don't it, know. Then. It was uh, it, all, it started good. A bunch of uh, just you know, dumb stuff Brandon and I do, fun little uh, self harming party tricks, and then yep. um, we uh, did a lot of karaoke. Uh, I do fancy oh, karaoke. Ooh, I drink John Date. Um, I sang Fred Bear, and then I jumped in That's a couple a songs. I didn't even know. I just read the lyrics, and then uh, karaoke <laughs> yeah, is so easy. If you have the lyrics in front of you, dude, it's the easiest That's thing. I mean, that you're is just, true. You're yeah. just doing slam poetry. You're like reading and <laughs> yeah. talking yeah. to a beat. I mean, I'm tone deaf, so it's like terrible. Like I, Wait, you, I'm not like good at actually it. tone deaf. No, or are you just a bad no singer? No, I just a bad singer. Okay, so I was gonna say your music taste isn't awful, so I don't think you're really tone deaf. No, um, but I uh, I just don't I just can't sing. I got the vocals for it, but that's not either here or there. Uh, I drink John Daly's was my New Year's Eve drink of choice. Uh, that's Arnold Palmer mixed with vodka. I did a uh, oh, gal- I did a gallon of good. I had a big pitcher thing. Um, mm. I did a gallon of sweet tea, a liter of Minute Maid uh, lemonade, and like pretty much a fifth of vodka in that bad boy. I'm loving and, that loving that yeah. ratio. For the and then um, yep, and then. It was uh, a little more on the tea side with a hint of lemon, but it was sweet tea, so I, I enjoyed it. And everybody who's had it enjoyed it. Never did any of the vodka, so that was pretty cool. Um, nice. You made homemade that... twisted tea. Yeah. Yeah, essentially <laughs> a better version. A better version yeah. of twisted tea. Well, yeah, it's better. Right. Twisted tea is better. I, uh, I, don't, I don't even like twisted tea, but that no, it's gross. Spiked yeah. Arnold uh, Palmer um, is the way to go. And then, uh, yeah, dude, it was all good and dandy until a uh, white supremacist uh, started being racist and we had to kick him out. But that's. Sorry? Just... <laughs> Yo, yeah. hey, yo, you had a white yeah, supremacist at your New Year's yeah, party. What white supremacist uh, was invited, not knowing they were one, and then uh, oh Jesus, you know, you know the old uh, the old liquor comes out of people and brings the truth <laughs> sure. out of people, and uh, they threw up the old hail Hitler and uh, whoa, yeah, like, unironically yeah. he said like straight up did a, did a, did a salute, hail? yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no. that, who, who the fuck are you? Did it's crazy that somebody would show up at a party and be like drinking and hanging out and be like, "This will go over really well." Yeah. <laughs> Watch this, with guys. my people, yeah, out right. Here, finally, who, 
Who thinks like absolutely psychotic behavior? Yeah. Who thinks like that? Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. It's unfortunate, but um, yeah, they're not really going to be associated with us anymore. And we moved <laughs> on. So, but oh, that yeah. was my Fair New Year's. Uh, that was at my 3 a.m. in the morning uh, thing I was doing, if anybody was wondering <laughs> out there. It's a cool thing to do at 3 o'clock what, in the morning. What, what was Bailey doing at 3 a.m. on New Year's Eve? Well, there you are. Uh, take, <laughs> doing the Lord's work, some would say. But yep. <laughs> that's a. For a, for reference, at 3 a.m. on New Year's, that's when I woke up and realized I'd fallen asleep on the couch and went to bed. It's about 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. There you go. So, there you go. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, to take away from New Year's Eve, uh, this is kind of something that was like fresh in my mind. I had one today. Um, a Basically, what it was is a barbecue uh, pork uh, bow, essentially. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, um, it was... I don't. I wouldn't call it a bow necessarily. I guess it was like more of like a hot, like baked bun. Like it looked like a, more of like a roll, not like bowy. I don't know if you know what I mean. Not bowy. Yeah. <laughs> but like well, it, it. Maybe it was just like a hot bun or whatever. Let me. Uh, so what, it was like fully. Was it fully enclosed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it looked like sure. a, it looked like a whole. Um, it was like round and had like the spiralized thing on the top. Or was it like uh, folded in no. half, like a taco kind of thing? It was like a Hawaiian roll, but it was not, not a Hawaiian roll. I don't know. <laughs> and it had filling inside of it. It was fully enclosed. Yes. Um. But it, huh. Let me pull up the place that I got it at. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I want to see. I want to see a picture of this before I make a ruling on it. Because a bow is like, I'm pretty sure a bow. Bow is just kind of like um, like is it a, just like an umbrella to do term. With the dough that it's. Not even that. It's like an it's it's like an umbrella term for any sort of um like dough with stuff inside. Okay, so it they label it it's as a baked, general term. A baked barbecue pork bun is what they label it as. Okay. Um, it's yeah, at so the, a bow bun, just yeah. Americanized. <laughs> but yeah, yeah a, a bun saying saying bun is like the same as saying bow. They're basically interchangeable i feel like bun is even like a little more of a specific term because that refers to something that has like a uh, ready kind mm -hmm. of thing going on i'm uh, i'm pulling up the link right now i'm gonna send it okay, to you guys cool. hopefully uh they have it on their well, menu. You, was it good oh yeah dude it was good um good is it <laughs> Uh, now I'm just trying to cool. they have like that's done. No, on to the next thing. Sorry, no, I'm just I'm trying to anyways. Uh it's nah, basically it was like filled pork pork. It was really good. And then it like kind of like made me think. I was like, is a bow really like a sandwich? Or is it just like I mean it's you know what stuff I mean? in between bread? Is it or is it or is it a savory it's donut? A is what it is. No, it's a because it's, it's not this this wasn't a dumpling though. It is. A bow is a dumpling. It's a steamed it's dumpling. It's not. It's dumpling. not yeah. I don't think. No, no, no. no. I, Bailey, I, I understand. <laughs> a dumpling usually you think has that like real thin, chewy wrapper. This is just a dumpling with a different wrapper and then it's steamed or baked or whatever. It's True. just a fluffier, chewier bread. That's what I think anyways. I've expressed my opinions on categorization of food before, <laughs> but it is a fun thing to talk about. I don't know. I, I used to make a lot of bow. Uh, yeah. like steam. Yeah, I have like a I have like a basket, like a dumpling steamer, like the bamboo thing with multiple levels. Mm. Um, because I used to make a lot of bow. <laughs> um, because when I was living with uh, a couple years ago, I was living with uh the boy Zach, and we had a smoker at our house. And so like, like twice a month or so, we would smoke a whole like a pork butt or a pork shoulder, and have yeah. just a ton of barbecue pork left over. You gotta do something with it. So I would make a bunch of bow. 
Jared and I would sit down and make bow. And uh, bow wow. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're fun to make. I never really got good at it. <laughs> they always came out <laughs> like they always came out like way too big because I didn't know how to fold them correctly. Yeah. And uh, there's worse problems I have than bow buns that are too big. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I I just sent a uh, screenshot of them into our notes of what they looked like. Oh sweet! But, Let me pop um, over and check that. Yeah, Whoa, I mean, yeah, okay, like, yeah. They're like dinner rolls, is what it was. Yeah, it's it was like a turkey. If you if you took that and steamed it, then it would be what you would think of as a pot. That's the only okay. difference there is that that's okay. baked. Mm. I think it, it didn't have like. like yeah, it does look know. like just straight up like dinner roll dough though. Like it doesn't look. That's like That's what I'm saying. It's typical... not the same dough. That's what I was saying. Like not the same dough. That's interesting. It, it was, it was good though. It was good. Anyways, uh, then make it. Yeah, no, I just, I was kind of curious what everybody thought about and like what would you classify them as? Because that's why I thought like that's why I was saying it's like a donut, dude. It looks like a poonchki yeah. almost. Like <laughs> it, it looks a lot. Like, it looks a lot like a poonchki. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't yeah, know. No. I, I classify them as a, a dumpling, or like if you yeah. want to get really weird about it and trans and like you know transfer it into Italian cuisine, you could call it a ravioli if you really wanted to. But it's basically the same thing. It's like a pierogi. Like you could call it whatever, but it's the same form factor, right? Like it's dough yeah. with stuff inside. I don't think um, I I view it as a sandwich unless it's presented as such. Meaning, like it would have to be on a scale that they're like, "This is your meal," not something that is like served as a side. That's with your also meal. a really good point, actually. Yeah, I feel like sandwich sandwich indicates like to if you imagine okay. The cube rule of food. Have you guys heard about the cube rule of food? Yeah. Imagine a cube. I've I've talked about this before. Maybe not on the show, but... No, not on the show. Okay, well, here, I'll I'll educate the people. If you imagine a cube, right? cube has six sides. If the bottom side of the cube and the top side of the cube, that's where your bread lives, that's a sandwich. So anything that has that sort of form factor, that's a sandwich. If you have three sides of the cube... Yeah, like, but if you have, like, the bottom of the cube and then two of the sides of the cube... That's a taco. You know, so like a Subway sandwich, mm-hmm. that's a taco. Because mm-hmm. the bread's connected in the middle. Or a Jimmy John's. Because uh, it's, got, it's got carbs on three yeah. sides. You see what I'm saying? Carbs it's hard, it's hard to visualize unless you've, like, seen it sometimes. Yeah, I but... get it. I get it. I get it. That's kind of a fun way. Um, it's, got, it's a fun way now, to think about it. Now, our, uh, our slot. So, James, you said a sandwich has to be a meal. I would associate it as being served as a meal unless it's specified like this is a finger sandwich where they serve on large trays and you're meant to have, you know, one of I was going to bring up, I was like, do you consider sliders a meal? Or, yeah, or I mean, they could be an appetizer if you're only having one, but if you ordered just a plate of sliders, okay. then okay. I would still consider okay. that to be your meal. Yeah, like I could go to White Castle and get two sliders and that'd be cool. Or I could go there and get 15 and that's my meal. Yeah. Just get the 30 box. Live a little. Dude, me and Matthew, shout out to homie Matthew, Molder Man. We used to go to uh, White Castle and just see how many burgers we could eat. I think I think one time. <laughs> Wait, I think that one could be time, our in-house food challenge. Who can I'm eat the most sure. White Castle oh, sliders? That's, the, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Hold on. I found a food challenge local to me in the wild. I stumbled across it. Uh, okay. Yesterday, I was I was hanging out with my with my friends. I was hanging out with Ray and Kelly, and we after we uh, we were done hanging out, we went to this pizza place downtown, uh, where they sell like these huge like New York slices, like pizza by the slice, like five mm-hmm. bucks for a slice of cheese pizza. Super super dope pizza. Um, you go there get lunch for like six dollars. It's a great place, but they have this challenge 
where you have to eat a whole 28 inch cheese pizza in under 28 minutes That's and they give you 280 dollars if you do it how much does the pizza cost <laughs> that's a great question i think around like 30 or 40 bucks is the, what they usually now do, do, are they do they assume the cost of that pizza or am i taking that out of my winnings to pay for that um, pizza? hold on it doesn't say it does say if you're a professional eater you only win a hundred dollars <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a good caveat i'm glad they put that on there um no, but I was like, I was like, oh, that doesn't sound so hard. As I was reading the sign, and I took a picture of it so I could talk to you guys about it. And then, literally, as I had that thought, I looked up and I saw this dude pulling one of these pizzas out of the oven. They're oh. huge. It's like, it's like this. Yeah, man. Oh, the twenty-eight inches inch across. Pizza? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, we used to Ryan's. Um, yeah, true. Ryan's family that owns like the Tormina's kind of chain or whatever. Um, oh, I always forget that they own that pizza place. Yeah, I don't like his his actual family only works at like select locations, but it's like owned sure. the the franchise or the the business as a whole is owned within the family somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, dude, we would buy like twenty four inch pizzas from there, and they just like be a comically large pizza box. Oh, like whatever hilarious. was being delivered, it was never just like what is happening. <laughs> That's actually my I remember freshman year uh of college. Ryan came over to to my dorm and we like had this massive fucking pizza and then Matt and Josh are like our my sweet mates at the time they yeah. go I'm like hey you guys want a piece of pizza and they're like yeah and they're like oh my god what is that box <laughs> because this thing's in our dorm room like it's taking yeah. up the better yeah. part of the carpet like we have it on like the floor of the room it. and it's like the whole room you gotta turn <laughs> yeah. it sideways to get it through the door <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. uh, and then we'd get like two pounds of chicken wings. That was a oh good time. God. Those, yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Yep. Like the good old days. I never visited you <laughs> oh. when you were living in the dorms. Well, yeah, you were. You were there. Maybe you should. Maybe no, you not should. Not you when did... you're living in the... Yeah, yeah remember we, we recorded that. Sh we recorded that stuff that one time. Those weird pops. That wasn't there. in the. That wasn't yeah, the dorms. That was in the that oh, no, no, dorms. Yeah, that was in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, I'm dumb. That's on me. That's on me. I'm dumb. Word. That was when uh, somebody drank the cement mixer shot. Who ended up having to do that? It was like uh, Bacardi Lamone. Yeah, we were playing the spin the wheel take the shot game. That's the, that's the same day that you guys gave me like 10 shots back to back. Yeah. And you drank the one that was, uh, I believe it was banana cream dude, and Bailey Bacardi Lamone. Banana pudding <laughs> liqueur. And I was yeah, like, oh. Dude. And then we'd have to mix it with like a citrus vodka and it would curdle. Instantly. Uh, that was, that was that fun. Wasn't we good. should play that. We should play that game on the show sometime. That'd be fun. And we're back to <laughs> another mixology episode. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta stay the course. Stay the course. Jeez oh, um, uh, Louise. Dude, I don't know. Have you guys seen like. I come across them in the freezer section at the store sometime. They're these like they're called bauza, and they're like bauza. pizza. Yeah, it's it's bau. They're like bao buns, but they're like filled oh, with pizza toppings. Yeah. I don't trust those. I didn't that. think I was gonna try. I don't know if I'd like them. Dude, I I tried them before. They're really good. I'm not that gonna lie. Good. See, I they're great. I want to like them, but I don't know. It just seems weird. I don't know. What I it it, it's weird. It's weird. I recommend you try them though. I had the pizza margarita pizza one, I think, is the one that I had. Ooh. They're good. It's really good. Yeah, my problem is I just don't like frozen pizza, pizza, really, in general. So it's you are not eating the right frozen pizza. <laughs> no, yeah, I've, had I've had them all. I've had them all. Screaming Sicilian is the way to go. 
It's great. I, I never remember what the name of those Detroit ones are, the deep dish ones. Motor City, Motor City Pizza. Is that Co. just what they're called? Yeah, yeah. It's Motor City Pizza. Those are they have so like good. A pulled, Dude, their barbecue bread. pulled pork one is so good. Their cheese bread's killer too. Uh, we had a we had a California Pizza Kitchen one recently. We had a white pie, which I love a white pie. It was just like garlic and spinach. Mm-hmm. and then like feta cheese or something it was so fucking good <laughs> <laughs> we had like a hundred really we ate like a hundred pizza rolls at uh new year's <laughs> oh my god pizza was a little great. bit leftover yeah i mean they were pretty like, good do they still make like the flavor blasted pizza rolls you guys remember those flavor blasted pizza yeah rolls? they had some that was like it was like the outside coating was like it was like dust like a goldfish like a flavor blasted yeah goldfish. i know flavor blasted goldfish i don't think i've ever seen yeah. flavor blasted oh, pizza rolls they made uh they made a couple different flavors of them and they were so good flavor blasted yeah never had those flavor blasted pizza rolls. Hmm. yeah uh, totino's bold they had oh. a ranch one there was a cheddar one there was a taco seasoned one Ooh, huh why they stop those? So good. I don't know if they stopped them. I just haven't seen them in a while. Probably because oh. they were more expensive than pizza rolls. Probably. I want to try the General Tao's uh, green. Uh, not General Tao's. They're orange chicken pizza rolls. I haven't. Uh, orange chicken pizza. Oh, seen. the like Phase yeah. Clan ones. Yeah. Wait, did those whatever. come out yet? What was up with that? I, I'm pretty sure they came out already. Oh, we got. Yeah, it. we do have to try those. I'll yeah, look for them at the store tomorrow. There. Good man. Good man. On the ground um, correspondent, Wes. In the yeah, catch me in the, I'm in the field. I love buying weird field. stuff at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't. Bailey, I think we need another trip to uh, World Market. I think I think we're about due. Yeah, we uh, we do need to go to World Market. We need to. Uh, let me tell you what I'm not going to get at is that salami uh, fig salami, dude. That, sh- <laughs> that shit's that shit's cheap, dude. Salami? Not good. Just tastes like a, it, the innards of a fig new in, in like a stick sounds, form. I don't know. I think that sounds good. Yeah, right. I, I like it. It's bad, but it's just too much. It's, not, it's just like it's, it's not just, salami. No. Yeah, it's, no, it's no, definitely it not salami. It's definitely not salami. <laughs> but it's like, well, the difference with the fig newton is you have like the bread and everything, like with like the cracker or whatnot. Really? And like, like the cake around it or whatever. Yeah, maybe maybe no. if it's like mixed with other things like cheese and crackers, it'll be fine, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Just wasn't favorite, but either here or there. <sighs> here or there. Wes, do you want to let everybody know how you just like to spill gallons and gallons? Oh gallons my God. This was gallons, like, gallons all and right. Gallons and gallons. It was a lot. It was a lot. I spilled a lot at work. Um, this was a, this was a bad day for me. <laughs> I <laughs> did preface to start. This is looking back on it. This was a very, this is a very funny story and I'm glad that it happened because it makes a good story. Um, but the day that this happened, I was really not having it. Um, <laughs> so for my meal that I was making at work, I was making, um, like an enchilada bake. So I'm basically building a lasagna using taco ingredients. So I'll do like corn tortillas and then like, uh, like ground beef with like peppers and tomatoes and spices mixed in and cheese. And, uh, I do like a garlic, uh, bechamel that gets smeared mm. in there. And okay. usually I don't make... The bechamel usually uh by my coworker who i work very closely with my like teammate i he makes it usually yeah but this particular day i was like okay i'm like way ahead of schedule and he's not ready to make it yet i'll just make it and i'll be done and then he won't have to do it later and i can just get on with my day so we have a 40 gallon um like steam kettle it's this huge 
huge kettle. It's heated by steam on the inside of it. Um, and it holds 40 gallons of liquid. And there's a little crank so you can tip the whole thing. Yeah. To pour your sauce out when you're done. It's a pretty cool piece of technology. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm making, I'm getting my sauce together. I have most of my ingredients laying out and I'm like, okay, I'll add like, you know, 15 gallons of milk and like five gallons of water and a whole like five or six pounds of chicken bouillon and like a bunch <laughs> of cornstarch, like all this shit in there. And I'm sitting there, I crank the heat all the way up and I'm just waiting for it to boil. It's like ice, all this stuff just came out of the fridge. It's like ice cold. So I'm just like sitting there waiting. There's like 20 gallons of liquid in this, uh, in this kettle. I'm like, okay, well, this seems like it's going to take a while. I was there for probably five, six minutes, something like that, waiting for it to boil. And I was like, I'm just going to run into the fridge super quick, grab all my Parmesan cheese that I need for my sauce, and then come back out. Literally, two and a half minutes. Walked <laughs> into the fridge, looked, oh, there's 20 pounds of cheese, pull it off the shelf, walk back out. I hear my, I hear the pastry chef. He's like, "What's your kettle?" I look over. This thing is just boiling milk, like <laughs> spilling all over. This huge. It's like I, if I wrapped my arms around this kettle, I could not close my arms around oh, it. God. It is huge. So there's like this milk spilling, overflowing out of this thing. So I turn the heat off, and then I just have to like wait for it to stop it's still just pouring out <laughs> by the time it finally stops there's only five gallons of liquid left in it meaning i spilled 15 fucking gallons of milk oh, all over the floor. Days, so i had to i had to like start the sauce over and it didn't come out very well the second time i did it um came out like super thin because i didn't want to wait for it to reduce it was the whole mm. thing but um yeah. So at like the end of my day, I I finally got all of my I made sixty I made sixty two of these um like Mexican lasagna things, basically these enchilada bakes. Yeah. Then I clean everything up and at the end of the day I'm like getting ready to go home and I go through my prep list and then I'm like, oh shit. I still have to clean the stupid milk mess. Because I like, <laughs> all I did at the, at the time when I did it, I was like, I can't sit here and scrub everything right now. I don't have time to do this. I want to get my actual stuff done. So I like did a quick mop and I like you know, wiped up most of it. And then I was like, I'll deal with this later. So I came back, <clears throat> the entire kettle, the whole outside of it is caked yeah. with like <laughs> stuff. The floor, it spilled under, we have these four uh, combi ovens that are like taller than I am. These huge ovens spilled underneath all of those, went underneath all of our equipment, like oh, under oh the stove God. and shit. Like I can't move this stuff. At this point, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so there's nobody here, right? There's like two people here. So I'm like, okay. I get a hose, and I'm like down on my hands and knees, like power washing the floor under all the equipment. And I get a big oh scrub God, brush dude. down there. Like, it was just, it sp I spent like an hour, like scrubbing milk off the floor. <laughs> it sucked. It was so miserable. My boss, <laughs> the boil over happened, and my boss was like, I bet you won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool about it. No, oh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't care. He thought it was hilarious at the time. I was pretty pissed about it. Full but... strategy to leave the heat all the way up and then walk away, and not to like I'm gonna walk away for a sec. Maybe I'll bring the heat down just in case. Nah, it was. See, I didn't even think about it because it was like I had literally <laughs> just pulled this out of the fridge, and I was like, "That's 15 gallons of ice cold milk. Like that's gonna take a little while." Yeah, but you turned so, like, that I'm shit good. up to high. 
Yeah, but high doesn't mean it's gonna over boil over immediately as soon as I well, like it looks around. Like it boils over in less than two and a half minutes. I told, yeah, really. <laughs> I told my co one of my coworkers. I was talking to him about it, and I told him I was like, "You'll next time I do that, it's gonna take me way longer because I'm gonna be cooking on such a low heat. Like I'm so paranoid <laughs> about it boiling over again." So I don't uh... know. I frequently make messes at work, but that was an exceptionally messy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Cooking and cooking in bulk is hard. No, you got it's it. It's not easy. You got it. Yeah, I mean, I I know what I'm doing. Just you know, <laughs> everybody everybody has their days. You say it is what it is. You say you know what I, you're doing. I I screw up like I don't do it frequently, but when I do, I really really screw up. <laughs> like, I, I, make a sh I make a fucking show out of it when I screw something up. Oh. Uh. So did you cap yep. off that day of a weird soda or what? No, we had we went to Target. Heather and I did uh, the other day, and I got an Olipop. I have it right here. I drank it oh, earlier today. Oh, those are good. Those I got good. an Olipop. Well, well, I got <laughs> the ginger ale. I got the ginger oh. ale, and it was awful. It was <laughs> not tasty at all. It like didn't taste like ginger. It was like drinking sugar water. Uh, but I drank really? it because it's like probiotic and it's good for you or whatever. Yeah, it was like. Just so sweet and no ginger at all to it. Yeah, I like the I like the root beer one or the cherry cola one that they have is good too. I haven't had the root beer one. We have the like Dr Pepper one oh, in the you? fridge, but I haven't hmm. tried it yet. Yeah, big fan of those. I'm not even a big fan of ginger ale by itself though. Just just in general, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know. know. I I love ginger ale. Same. <laughs> Good stuff. Big zip. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, ginger ale. I like it. <gasps> I prefer ginger beer, but yeah, yeah. I did have some good ginger beer. What? Uh, it's like a more of like a higher class. Um, higher ginger class beer. ginger beer. Oh, lottie da! Look at this fucking guy. I guess like more of a like Australian beer. one. Is it Boonenberg or whatever? Is it no. Cock and bull? no, no. Cock and bull is the best. Bad. That's my brother's favorite. Really? Yeah, he he like went out of his way to try a whole bunch of them to figure out which one he liked the best. <laughs> About crabby, so he, he like actual put in a leg beer. Yeah, right. Oh, what? I'll find yeah. it. I'll find it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I believe in you. This will all get edited out, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it might. It might. It might. Oh my god. Know, when's our introduction gonna be ready, man? Uh, every time I have a little timer actually, and then every time you ask me about it, I reset the timer. So as soon as the timer hits zero, let me let me ask you a different question. <laughs> when is this friendsgiving party that you're supposed to be planning going to happen? As soon as I have some time in my schedule. Now that the mm -hmm. holidays, and I'll tell you what though. Now that the holidays are over, here, I think I'm gonna have a lot more free time. Yeah. So, so fever like, tree. What, what are you thinking? Like next weekend or? I mean, not that soon. I might need a little more planning. Maybe nah. like the weekend after next weekend. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not well, liking this non-committal <laughs> attitude towards I am, this you, uh, listen, party. We've been, James, we've been friends for an extremely long time. I am notoriously non-committal. <laughs> I'm, I'm very vague about everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... Listen, it's just like we'll figure the chili it out. cook off really let us down and I just yeah, don't I want know. you I owe to you guys put one. yourself I know I on do. thin ice like that again, you know? 
No, I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing. Um, so I'm supposed to be doing a turducken for work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm cooking turducken for tomorrow 1,500 people. Tomorrow, making 14 for work. <laughs> then I have to carve them all. It's a real pain in the ass. No, I did on uh, on Friday. I did make 60 whole pork loins. They I could look six... good as fuck. Though. They were so good, dude. That was the same day, or no? That was the day after my big boil over. So I like went into work and I was like, all right. New day, fresh start, and then I made, like, the fucking most beautiful-looking pork tenderloin you've ever seen in your life. Like, crispy golden fat on the top, sliced it. It was perfectly juicy and rested. Oh, man. It did I made look 600, good. I made 600 pounds of it, and I had to slice it all by hand. <laughs> Such a pain. How long like, does that take? Literally took me three hours. I mean, just sitting there going day. like this... Like, how many, my hands hurt so bad. How are those getting cooked, like, in the ovens, then? Are they all, like, do you have, like, a massive tray that has, like, 12 of them all on there, or what? No, I have I have one tray. It's maybe, I don't know. It's, it's a big tray, and I'll put three whole pork loins on each tray, and then I rub them with seasoning, and then I can put ten trays on a rack, and oh, then I can okay. push the whole rack oh, into the okay. oven. okay. So the rack is, like... So that's, like, the rack what, is probably 30? about... Yeah, thirty of them on a rack. Then you said. Yeah, I'll do right. I'll do thirty of them on a rack. So I'll do yeah. two different racks of it, and then I take whatever one is like the biggest and closest to the middle of the cart. I'll put a thermometer in it, and I plug that into the oven, and then I can program the oven to cook it until it registers a specific internal temperature on the pork. So I'll usually put it so it's like I'll do half convection and half steam on the oven because uh, we have combi ovens. Um, so I'll cook it at like 325 until the center registers. I if I'm at home, <laughs> I'm cooking if I'm at home, I'm cooking pork to 160. Like I'll 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 do like a like medium on my pork. Like I mm -hmm. want it a little bit a little under. Yeah. But since I'm serving like a vulnerable population, I obviously can't do that. So I'll cook it to like 180 and then rest it. And then the carryover cooking takes it beyond that a little bit, but you mm -hmm. know. It's it's a pretty it's honestly a pretty easy process. It's just kind of like doing the work and then waiting. The old waiting game is one of the. It's not a lot of. Yeah, the old waiting game. It's not a lot of yeah. uh, actual like skill involved in it. To be entirely honest, <laughs> I bet with your that, pork loins would turn out better than mine, though. So I feel like that's not a true statement. Yeah, I, I mean it's mostly due to the equipment. No, I'm not gonna lie. Those ovens, like those combi ovens, are so so incredible. How much does one of those ovens cost? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. One um, million dollars. You guys talk about something. I'm going to try to find the exact one that I have at work so I can... Uh, James, we can talk about all these Instagram videos I'm sending you that we have to make. <laughs> yeah, constant. That's all my Insta. I don't even really use Instagram, but when I do, it's to respond to Bailey's onslaught of food videos that are sent to me. <laughs> there's, two, there's so many good ones. Oh, the baklava cheesecake recipe I sent you, or the tangerine oh, sour that I sent to you. Um, the tangerine whiskey sour did look pretty good. I will. I mean, that's pretty easy to do. It's just oh, well, you know, a standard whiskey sour and then like whatever fruit juice you want to oh, toss yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. What, I guess I should probably see which ones I even sent you because <laughs> that does. These, make a ovens, these ovens are around 50,000 bucks a pop. That's not too bad, you know. That's, I think we're going on that. I've got four of them, <laughs> so I have two hundred thousand dollars in ovens that I use to cook. 
or that the whole the whole kitchen uses them. It's not just me. I say me, but I'm the only one in at my job who is on this podcast. So welcome to come on and talk to us about your work ethic. You know, (laughs) have your boss come on to the podcast. Have my boss. (laughs) You know, I actually I do have my performance review on the on the show. I do have a yearly review coming up, (laughs) so I could ask him. (laughs) No, did we just come? just put us in your yearly review. The podcast will happen while you're. We just listen to the background. I'll just have like a, I'll just have you guys on mute, and I'll just have my microphone open on my phone when yep. I'm in his office, and you can just hear him being That'd like, be "You're really, you're really slack, and you show up late all the time, and you leave early every day." You do okay, sometimes, and then you spend you spill 15 gallons of milk all over the floor, and I have to question that. Yeah, right. That's a that's a write off, but um, I guess. We transfer these Instagram uh, videos. The one that I sent what James recently that's got me like really excited is like this croissant bowl filled with like creme brulee. So like Ooh. the bowl, it's uh, it looks it's very like appealing. Bowl. Yeah, it's like a croissant bread bowl with creme brulee and like in the middle of it. It's that it looks dope. It looks delicious. That sounds really dope. Yeah. So basically, our creme brulee correspondent needs to make this. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your creme brulee correspondent also happens to really like making croissants, so maybe oh, I will perfect. do that. Perfect. Well, uh, we'll need to get get you set up on. Would that. you guys say that you see, like, most? Where do you get most of your recipes these days? Like new recipes, or like I know that, especially Wes probably has a bunch of cookbooks and stuff. But like, when yeah. you are like in the mood to do something, do you go straight for a recipe out of that book, or is it because you saw it somewhere else that made you think like, oh, I should make that again? That's a good question. Uh, I would say all the stuff that I, I like have recently made or have like even like gets me excited to make is all from Instagram. Yeah. Just like scrolling through reels. There's a lot a of recipe and then I just go through that. Like social media, I think, is like really taking over the recipe world mm-hmm. by storm. Totally. And uh, I'm super, super happy for it. And uh, yeah, no, I see like new recipes all the time. I just save to my phone. I have. I think it's I think it's sort of a double edged sword. I think like it's really great that um people have access to see these things and it, it encourages people to like like oh i saw this i saw this online i'm gonna try to make that like it encourages people to try cooking and to experiment in the kitchen at home more um mm-hmm. which i think is just fantastic i think that's the best thing there is i think everybody should know how to cook a few things and i'm a firm believer in whatever the chef from ratatouille says where he says like everyone can cook like that's true anybody can cook it's a skill you can learn it is a trade you can learn how to do it yeah but on the other hand i think it sort of um instagram specifically i take issue with but it is like an issue with all social media food where it kind of like encourages people to make things that look good on camera and aren't exactly tasty or practical to eat or like a good dining experience so it sort of puts the whole like you eat with your eyes first thing like it puts that way above every other aspect of the dish mm-hmm. and that sort of irritates me like you I see think, like things like things hanging on hooks or like pouring hot cheese on stuff like yeah i think uh i think what that does is just en- enables food creativity um i agree with you i like on the uh it can be like kind of annoying and not practical for some of it, but the food mm-hmm. creativity wise, I think it, uh, I do enjoy that though. I, yeah, I think it's a double edged sword when it comes to that. You get that is, like, that is a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't actually considered that because it does encourage people to be like, to be like creative and innovative and create something that is like spectacular to look at. Yeah. 
That is that like, is true. Like, there's a bunch of recipes I can't unfortunately name any off the top of my head that I've seen. But like, I guess like I saw like I sent it to James. I think the su- a sushi crunch wrap. Now it's like the sushi burrito, dude. But let me tell you, it looked good, and I think it would be pretty enjoyable. But <laughs> I bet it would. I bet it would be delicious. But like, I don't know. I and think, I, I, I think, I think you're you're totally it. right though, Bailey. It it really does like promote creativity, and that that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is like the like it gets you into the kitchen and trying something new. But that's that's what it is. Is promoting creativity. But then at a certain extent, like. I have seen so many videos of people pouring melted cheese on top of a hamburger. Like, I've seen it before. People have done it. It's not, like, yes, it looks cool the first couple times you see it. After a while, you're, like, desensitized to it. And then people got to move on to something else. You can't just keep doing the same thing. You got to actually innovate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, an old soul. So how often oh. are you in the kitchen consulting a recipe that you found online on your phone versus a cookbook? Especially because I know you have a bunch of cookbooks, Wes. Like, do I have you a often lot of cookbooks. have a, a cookbook open, or do you have your phone open more often than not? Oh, I, I hate to say it, but usually I have my phone. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll have, like, typically the way, the way that I work. Uh, my, my dad was totally different the way the, uh, than the way that I work. What he would do is he would sit down like while he's eating lunch and he would like read a cookbook like the way you read a book he's like Mm -hmm. flipping through it i do that every once in a while but usually the way that i'll cook is i'll have a thought i'll be like oh this kind of thing like sort of sounds good and i'll google like buzzwords for what sounds good Mm -hmm. so i'll google like braised chicken thighs spinach lemon and i'll just see what kind of recipes pop up and i'll like scan them and sort of get an idea of how i should be doing this thing and then i just kind of I don't I don't strictly follow recipes most of the time. I usually sure. just kind of like read them to get a sense of how most people are doing this and then I'm like okay, I'll just kind of like do that, I guess, and I just mm-hmm. make some So when do you get your most like obviously if you have a collection of cookbooks, like when you buy a cookbook, are you buying it to peruse it and then pick out the ones you want or is it just kind of there in the background like I don't know, I'm trying to, like, because everyone's got their phone, everyone will, like, get inspired yeah. or see something and, like, consult their phone for something quick. But, I mean, how often are you, like, going to your collection, looking at the wall and be like, I'm going to do something out of this today, and then maybe you just look through it and pick one? That, you know, there, I, I used to do that a lot more. I haven't done that in a while, but there's there's mm-hmm. a whole philosophy behind, like, like cooking, you know, like, you'd cook a book, where you'd go through and you would cook everything in a cookbook. And like, yeah. I kinda, I've kind of always wanted to do that. I've never really had a cookbook that's, like, drawn me in that much to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, I just like looking at cookbooks. I like looking at the pictures and reading recipes, like, seeing the way that people do things compared to the way that I would do something. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Um and also, a lot of times, cookbooks, I'll just read them and, like, use them as, like, sort of an inspiration. Um, where I'll sure. see something, uh, the, the one that I do this the most with is I have a David Chang uh, Momofuku cookbook. And there's a recipe in there for, like, uh, like braised pork and, or, like, all these different types of pickles or, like, homemade noodles and stuff. Like, the way that that book is written there's not necessarily recipes for a cohesive dish as much as there are recipes for individual components of a dish, which is a lot more appealing to me. So Mm -hmm. like, I'll take that and be like, Oh, this would be fun. It would be kind of fun to make some pickled radishes. I think I'll do those. And you know, I think actually that would taste good with this and maybe I'll make that also. And it's kind of a jumping off point more than anything else for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
but that's also yeah. like from the perspective of somebody who's been working in kitchens for you know half of my life it's like basically <laughs> the only thing i know how to do so you know it's it's a little different um i think but do you have any books that you've like completely cooked through i have some that i've cooked a lot of uh mm. especially books from when i was like 13 yeah. like i have a couple of like beginners cookbooks that i've cooked almost everything in a couple times um but that was also when i was still like sort of a picky eater so i didn't cook everything because there was stuff that i just straight up didn't like yeah which now looking back on it like like yeah i could go back and cook those recipes and say that i've cooked the whole book but also like that's like a beginner's level like super basic teenager <laughs> you know what i mean and there's nothing wrong with that that's just not what interests me anymore i want you, a challenge is yeah. what i want do you have a book on your shelf that you'd like to do first if you were to be like i'm going to commit to cooking through all the way like a, a one of these books on my shelves Oh, geez, that's really tough. That's actually a great question. I have a lot of magazines. I have more magazines than I do actual cookbooks, I think. Because I used to be You're subscribed to... you keeping, like, the Better Homes and all that shit. No, not and... Better Homes. But yeah. I was I was for a long time subscribed to uh, Food Network Magazine and yep. uh, Cooks Illustrated is the big one. Okay. So, like, I could probably take one of those and cook them, cook my way through it pretty pretty handily. Yeah. Because um, they're, they're more digestible. They're smaller. Um, I have a book that's, like... I have a book that I got, I don't remember where I got it from, but it was when I was still in college and living in the dorms. It's like 250 meals in a mug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. like, I'm kind of into that. I like eating mug? out of a Yeah, like out of a mug like, meals? You know, like a big, yeah, yeah oh, mug yeah. meals. Huh. I kind of want to go through and cook that's a bunch funny. of mug meals. Like, I like mug meals. They're easy, cool. and you cook them in the microwave. Like The only thing I've know, seen that's... are, like, I've seen, like, omelets made out of them or, like, brownies or, like, cake. Those are the only two things cake? that really... Cake always comes out great. Like mug mm. cakes are awesome. Does it? Super, super good. Oh yeah. Huh. I've done know. like mac and cheese in the microwave, like in a mug. Yeah. I'll just like pour pasta and water in there and then just like yeah. cook it until it's done and add a bunch of cheese and shit. It turns out okay. But I guess yeah. That makes that's uh know. that's interesting. I do have a good recipe for you to add to your cheesy potatoes though, Wes. Oh, you do you try? It's um so my mom made these shredded cheesy potatoes, which were fantastic. And something that I think that added those like made it really good was adding um, French onion dip to it. Like if it's like a sour Ooh. cream based French onion dip to it, mm. super that sounds, good. Something that sounds that you really have, good. Like like with chip dip, yeah, super good. It made it really. I think it made it a little more creamier, anyways. But that sounds along awesome, with the, along with a ton of cheese, but. Yeah, no, I thought uh, I thought I should let you know that one because that was a game changer. Someone said that is a really good tip because we usually well every once in a while we make like a hash brown casserole and like eat it for breakfast throughout the week, mm. and we always put sour cream in it. So putting that French onion dip in there that might Ooh, that be would, better. That'd, that'd be really. That'd good probably too. be way better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should try yeah, it. It's a it's a great tip. Yeah, we'll try that. And I also have a pretty big question for you all: What <laughs> salad dressing? Speaking of like dipping sauces or whatnot, yeah. um, what salad dressing would be like the worst ideal sauce to either like top a burger, dip fries in, just like kind of like a besides using it for a like, salad, what would be like, like the using, most using it like the way that you would use ranch? Yeah, like ranch is a good one. Um, yeah, or honey yeah. mustard. I feel like blue yeah. cheese even. Yeah, yeah, like the three of those. Like, yeah, what. What uh, do you think is the worst multi-purpose sauce or like dressing oh. that salad has? Because uh, I have one in mind. I just was very curious on what you guys thought. 
it's just like there's so many different ways you could use it if you're talking specifically about like a dipping sauce i guess like a i i think of like any really any uh, raspberry vinaigrette or like a fruit based thing is singling itself out as like you can't use it on as many so, things as some of those like more multi-purpose ones so my i guess for vinaigrette or whatever i think are very good on like um like bruschetta or something like that so or like yeah. in a wrap yeah like those those personally i think are like aren't the worst um i guess i'll give you mine i think a creamy french is uh might be one of the worst ones okay. you could use you guys said you guys said the two that i was thinking of which was raspberry <laughs> vinaigrette and french it's like french dressing straight up like french dressing is bad i don't like it at all i think it's gross i think I it's fine it. i think it's fine on salad but it's definitely never my first pick i know i think i, uh, I think my dad really likes it which is funny but like i think it's nasty yeah it's not it's definitely not my favorite but like um, yeah. i think like thinking dipping that in like fries like chicken nuggets into that or worse like nope. I think I think Caesar's one of my favorite. If you were to flip it, right? I don't know. Yeah, Caesar. I, know, James, well, I guess really good. I don't know. What do you think is your worst, James? Since I guess we said both of Wes's. Yeah, you yeah, guys I both mean, said like, mine. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I just feel like <laughs> if you have something that's like fruit or slightly sweet, like that's going to alienate yeah. it from more you things can, than your more standard like... things. I'm not yeah, saying you I, can't use it. I'm saying it's just the comparatively least to other things, yeah. it's not like, as universally like applicable. Creamy, creamy French is a really good one though. <laughs> that's like, yeah, just, that's like, what the like, fuck else can you even use that for? <laughs> yeah, that was, I guess like, we have to be up. fair though and assume that like no one's going to say that like their favorite is the worst one. You know, like if someone likes creamy it's French, true. then you have to speak like, all right, just what do those flavors work with assuming i liked them because yeah, that's right you know, now you're, you're just not saying gonna, it's a bad dressing <laughs> you're not gonna have somebody come in and say that ranch is the worst because everybody right. likes it yeah. and it's also yeah. incredibly versatile mm -hmm. but yeah. put that shit on everything right yeah um well, well what do you think is your, your would be is uh the best dipping sauce because i have one in mind that's not your basic generic like ranch oh, there's or, like a, there's a couple that pop to mind that aren't mine, ranch. mine are uh Mine's Caesar. I think Caesar's one of the best Caesar. things you can put on mm -hmm. stuff or dip into stuff. I, I love Caesar. I was going to say yeah. Thousand Island. Yeah, that's a, another strong contender. Thousand Island's makes it, solid, It dude. has a firm it's hold on a couple different sandwiches, like yep, standard. That's what I'm you know? saying. Yeah. I, it's on Thousand any kind of Reuben, Big Macs, like, I dip guess, your fries in it. It's basically fry sauce. Like, I'm not even, so good. I I, 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 Thousand Island's okay, dude, but I'd rather... I think I'd rather have Caesar over a thousand. I'm not even the biggest fan of thousand, to be honest with you. No, I don't know. No, it's, I don't know. It's, what little, it... it's a little on the ketchupy side. I like it. I make I make it from I make it scrap from scratch. So I put a yeah. lot of like put like a ton of uh, when I chop up pickles for it because like I do not buy relish. I think relish is gross. Um, <laughs> so I like chop big chunks of pickles to put in there, and I pour yeah. some of the vinegar from the pickle jar into the into the Thousand Island. It's so so almost relish. <laughs> Uh, almost just not the sweet i guess it's like a not it's not sweet, sweet at all drink. no yeah not a sweet how about like relish. super sour pickles super sour pickles yeah dude, oh, dude uh, i had uh um sorry to go back to new year's but i uh i made like a pickle and sh uh olive bowl like platter tray dude mm -hmm. uh jalapeno stuffed green olives are that sounds kind of dope i'm trying I'm to get into olive beat ass i love <laughs> beat I love ass olives. there it is a jalapeno stuffed <clears throat> one, green olive is super good. Um, I believe dude, I, I, I would try I had a bunch. We had the basic black ones. Uh, your jalapeno stuffed. We did. Um, maybe those were the only two olives. Now thinking about it. 
<laughs> it, yeah. it was more pickles than olives. Quite a spread. Yeah. I'll have it. I'll <laughs> Two have it. whole olives. Dang. No, there was another one. I guess I just can't remember it. I um, I don't know. It must have not been that good. But neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. So that was my big hitter. This episode is the old uh, the old dipping sauce on salad. <laughs> <laughs> what what okay here's here's let's flip this let's entirely flip this question around what what kind of sauces would you put on a salad that aren't typically a salad dressing like Ooh, what that, would be ooh. if you couldn't if you were making a salad and you couldn't put a salad dressing on it what are you putting on that salad hmm. i feel like that's a lot harder of a question it is it's a lot harder because it also, it also, I feel like that also kind of depends on like what are you putting in your. I was gonna salad. say like the salad would heavily impact what, because like you I could feel do like a, honestly, if you had, if you were just committed to like a sweet fruit thing, you could just use like a strawberry syrup or something that would normally be on ice cream and just use it in, in lieu of like a vinaigrette. That on a salad. you saying that made my stomach hurt. Hey, okay, hey, <laughs> that it's, sounds it's like a so Michigan salad. Gross. You already have berries on it. Berries and it's nuts. Not... <laughs> Michigan Strawberry salad makes syrup. me think of the like ambrosia stuff. Ambrosia, stuff. yeah, like the marshmallow fluff with yeah. mandarin oranges in it. Um, my uh, I think you could do a uh, a vinegar based barbecue chicken uh salad. I think that could work. That really is well. a good call. That's a like, really good call. You could do like red onion in it if you wanted to do raw, or you could do like I mean I like raw onion, so I put like raw onion in it. I would do like some shredded rotisserie chicken. Like, like Monterey Jack like, cheese, maybe. Yep, and like maybe like an open pit style barbecue on there, a little more vinegary, and then yeah, like some little um, cornichons. Yeah, you could, yeah, and then you could just have like um, croutons for crunch or whatever, whatever you prefer for your. Uh, but yeah, no, like I think that strips. I think that could work. Yeah, no, like, that, that tortilla totally strips would be great. That's, tortilla yeah, strips that would, would be, be great. That'd be the move. That actually, damn, that's that's killer. I think that <laughs> Thanks, actually guys. might be the Thanks, best guys. answer. You're Thank out. You. You're done. You. All done. Well, I'm thinking about like. From the standpoint, when I think of a salad, I think of the salad that I make at home most frequently, which is like, I make a, a chef salad at home, because mm -hmm. we always have this stuff at home, so I can always make the salad. I'll do like, chopped, uh, like romaine hearts, that's what we buy for, for lettuce, so I'll like chop those up, and I'll do like, some little cherry tomatoes, and some sliced cucumbers, and like, whatever deli meat we have, usually turkey and ham, and then like a couple different types of cheese. And I'll throw that. Sometimes I'll like make some bacon bits and throw bacon bits in there too. Ma now, uh, do you think you could use like a um, in like a kind of like a Greek style? Could do you think you could use like a uh, a form of tzatziki? Do you think that would work pretty good? I think it I think would. So. But I, I, yeah, it just can't tzatziki. be as thick. It just has to be thinner. You know what I it mean? It has to be a thin tzatziki. I think that would make a great sauce, though. I yeah. was going to say, oh, this sounds so weird to say, but the first <laughs> thing that popped into my head as I was like talking through what I put in a salad, like Fredo sauce as kind of like a thick, creamy, I don't know, you maybe just, not. You just can't have it. You just can't have it warm. It would have to be like, no, cool, it would have to be cold. Cool. Yeah. Cause then you're bringing it a warm, like warm, putting hot dressing on it. Well, I don't know. My mom makes this really good kale salad. That's got a hot dressing on it. And it's really good. Ooh. What's the hot it's dressing like a, though? It's like a bacon pecan, like dressing. It's really, really good. That sounds good. And this, the salad is like she she has like it'll be like kale and then she'll like uh, put some radishes on a mandolin and put those in there yeah. and then do you like lost this me a radish. On... Lost me a radish. Oh, radishes are good. We can only eat radishes. 
like spicy like, water. Like, They're great. Yeah, I don't like water. horseradish. I don't like radish, dude. Yeah, just give me away That's from crazy. the radish family. You're nuts. <laughs> uh, James, what's your non-traditional salad dressing? I already told you. I'm making cake. I've never done it, but I mean, I feel like it could work. <laughs> yeah. Your 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 fruity whatever nut salad thing with like feta cheese or whatever, and then you take some strawberry syrup and just gargoyle. I think gargoyle would be better. Gorgonzola would be good because it goes well with like pears and shit. Yeah, that's what I was. That'd be, that'd be pretty solid. Or kind use of, like, like blue a, cheesy or like blue cheese. Uh, marmalade, like an orange marmalade, mix it in there. Yeah, but that's too. I made a. It's not a dressing, and it's weird, and I feel like it would still taste oh, fine. Oh, actually, no, you're. I don't like marmalade. Though, you're so on. You're on to something there. It though. might be good though. It might be good. I think if you did like, oh man, maybe like marmalade with olive oil, and made that into a dressing. Like just the tiny, like the teeny, teeny, well, you tiniest think, bit of mustard like, in are it. We make, I'm trying to take something as it comes and put value. it on a salad. Yeah. Because when you add vinegar okay, that's, and that's you add point. olive oil, you are making it into a dressing of something. You're basically yeah, making dressing from scratch yeah. at that point. You're right. Yeah, that's, why, that's why I kind of went with like the more open pit style barbecue. Now your Sweet Baby Ray's Dude, <laughs> open pit is where yeah. it's at, though. Dude, open sweet Baby Ray's is where it's at. Are you kidding me? No. Sweet Baby Ray's is the goat. It's too sweet. Nah, it's the goat. Well, dude, Sweet Baby Ray's has like the best like v- like uh, variation of flavors too. They yeah, have a lot of like, flavors. I got everything. You know, I mean, I bought some of their like creamy buffalo sauce or whatever. It's like a buffalo. Oh yeah, I've had I don't that. know. It's like a buffalo ranch almost. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Well, boys, how about we wrap it up there? How do we? Uh, yeah, we could, think we had we a. Uh, <laughs> I think we did hour? a bang. Yeah, just hit it. My God. Jeez, um, a little over. But hey, you know what? That's what you get here. You sometimes you get a little less on the time ta- on the dot, or maybe a little more. Who knows? Um, just depending when on the day. But be sh- getting your uh, pizza set up, Wes. Uh, you said you had a food challenge. It was close to home. You're into it. Oh, when, I didn't say I was going to do it. You to eat that pizza? Uh, no, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I told Wes I, is going to do it. Before, Wes is going to do it before grocery shopping tomorrow, so he doesn't eat get any groceries. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. True. I'm gonna get. I get off work. I go straight from work to Benny Dakarta's. I eat a whole pizza. I go home, <laughs> die for a little while, and then I go grocery shopping. No, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> crazy. No, I well, I was saying it because I feel like you're kind of the food challenge guy, James. Oh, you I, did do the listen, hot pepper challenge. I need someone else to step up. That's all I'm. Saying. I'll be moral support. I don't eat a lot. I'm not a big eater. Which is weird. It's a, a weird thing to say. I'm not a big hot pepper eater, but here I was eating a bunch of incredibly hot peppers. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You did it. You're not know. a big pizza if, eater, if but if you're gonna be. If we're sailing in this boat, like we're going down together, you know, that's we're it's, not... a, it's a single person challenge, man. I can't no. help you. No, uh, no, no, no. We'll find other challenges. We'll make it work. But I'm the Thompson one. Thompson. I, I'm down one. I'm down one. I need you both to come up with yeah. some kind of food we'll, challenge. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get one done, Wes. We'll get one done. We'll figure oh, it out. Boy. But uh, yeah, everybody, <laughs> so, be sure be sure to uh, follow us on the Instagram. Check out all our socials. Um, you know what they are. Yeah, uh, be sure around. to email us at uh, dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, it was. Thanks to Alexander Hoom for the use of our theme song, Steak and Eggs. Uh, you can find him on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, um, all over the darn place. Um, yeah. No, thanks for joining us, guys. Show. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, you'll see us uh, next week. Peace. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.